Hello, welcome to another episode on the BiotechNet podcast. It's great having us here. How are we all doing? Hope you are doing great out there. Okay, so as usual, we have an educating content to share with you, our dear listeners. I'm Jude Ibime by name. As usual, I'm your host. I'm your host on the BiotechNet podcast, so I'll be guiding you on the content that we'll be sharing right on this podcast. Welcome. Our topic of discussion on this episode will be the cocoa, the cocoa plant. At times, some people will want to call it the cacao plant. So I'll be using both terms interchangeably. Okay, we call it at times the cocoa plant, and then we also have the cacao plant. So we'll be discussing this important plant called the cocoa plant, from which we make food products like the chocolate that we are all conversant with of course the chocolate that we are all conversant with whether the one we take in solid form or a liquid form they are actually made from um, this particular plant called the cocoa plant okay so what uh, should we know about the cocoa plant now the cocoa plant belongs to the genus Theobroma cacao in the family of the stesulaceae Okay, so the cocoa grows in form of cocoa bean on the cacao trees. Now, all cacao trees cultivated for the international market belongs to this to the single species Theobroma cacao. So, so Theobroma cacao is actually the scientific name or the botanical name for the cocoa plant. Now, there are Three main varieties of cocoa we have out there. We have three main varieties of cocoa that include the following. We have the Criollo variety, we have the Forastero variety, and, ha- and the third one is the Trinitario variety. So we have the Criollo variety, the Forastero variety, and the Trinitario variety. So these are the three main varieties of cocoa. Now let us describe these different varieties of the of the cocoa plant. Now let's um, say something. Now let's start with the Criollo with the Criollo variety. When ripe, the Criollo varieties are long yellow or red with deep fools and big watts however this variety does not really produce um, as much as other varieties is actually very um, is actually very rare okay and also very expensive though is of, of very very good quality actually very good quality okay but it's very scarce and and the most expensive cocoa variety so it's not something that is out there in the market however when we go to the second variety called the forastero variety okay and then there's still some things on the criollo variety is actually native in the american in the american zone okay so that's for the criollo variety of cocoa 
is actually um it can be found over there in the americas now let's go to the forastero variety or what you know as the african cocoa variety now this forastero variety is actually the most commonly grown cocoa variety out there okay it's um it's very easy to grow is also known as the African cocoa crop. Actually, all the African cocoa crop are all of the Forastero variety. Now, how does the pods, the pod of the Forastero variety look like? So the pods of the Forastero variety are usually short, yellow, smooth without warts, with shallow food on them. Food that is um something like a like a hoe or something like that found on the pods of this uh cocoa or uh, find on on the pores of cocoa now this variety actually produces well okay it is very easy to grow it produces uh, well meaning it produces in a very large quantity when it's grown okay and then it is the variety that have the strong chocolate flavor that we are all conversant with so this will give us a sight into why the forastero variety is very is very much in demand why is very much in demand okay it's in demand because of it's very easy to grow it produces large quantity and it's also of good quality okay with good quality with its strong chocolate flavor it's also known as the african cocoa crop because almost all african uh all african cocoa crop okay are of the forestero variety and African countries, which we trust us know that um, African countries are the ones uh, are the largest producer of cocoa. For example, the Ivory Coast, or what you know, or what you can refer to as the uh, Cote d'Ivoire, are the largest producer of cocoa in the world as at this time. So we also have some also West African countries like Ghana, Nigeria. These countries have are the top producers of cocoa in the world. So most of most if not all of their cocoa are of the forastero variety. Now let's go to the Trinitario variety. The Trinitario variety is a cross between the Criollo variety and the Forastero variety. The pores of the Trinitario are long or short, are long or short, red and yellow. Its um, quality is of fairly good quality, but it's not um, um, when compared to the Forastero variety, it's not really that um, common. So we can see that the forestal variety of all the varieties, the forestal variety is one that is uh, that is mostly uh, that is commonly grown and very much in demand out there in in the world market. Now, now we have introduced these different varieties of cocoa. Now let's dis let's say some things about the cacao tree. What should we know about the cacao tree? Okay, so the cacao tree is a, is a tap-rooted um, plant and requires deep, well-drained soils. Soils that are free from iron concentration and high in nutrient content and possess a top soil rich in organic matter. By organic matter, we are talking about a soil that should have a, a an organic ma matter like uh, manure should be on the soil to increase its fertility. 
okay now once you know about this the important part of the cacao tree called the fruit now the fruit of a typical cacao pod is ovoid okay ovoid uh, usually 15 centimeter to 30 centimeter long and 15 centimeter to 10 centimeter wide okay so the fruit usually ripens from yellow to orange and weighs about 500 gram when ripe now the pod contains usually contains around like 20 seeds to 60 seeds usually what we call the beans so the seed you can we can call it the beans cocoa beans and the beans are usually embedded in a white pulp so the inner of the pod is basically consists of the beans and the white pulp okay so this um the seeds are the main ingredients of chocolate okay so the seeds the seeds are processed to make chocolate we'll come to that where we'll be discussing the process in which we make chocolate from the seeds of cocoa we'll so come to that so and the white pulp is a white pulp or useless of course the white pulp of the cocoa pod is not actually useless as the white pulp is used in some countries to prepare refreshing juice smoothies jelly and cream now let's just mention something about the seed so each cocoa seed contains a significant amount of fat say 40 percent to 50 percent and that fat is referred to as the cocoa butter we'll see the importance uh, of this cocoa butter in making of chocolates okay now the foods or let's just call it cocoa's active constituent is the theobromine the theobromine is the active constituent in cocoa and this theobromine can be found in where can be found in chocolate so the chocolate that you take the active constituent in it is actually the theobromine that is it because that is the compound that is found naturally in the cocoa plants okay so let's take that into cognizance now cocoa is better and fetch a higher profit when it has properly harvested fermented and dried Cocoa is better and fresh air profit when it has been properly harvested, fermented and dried. So these are the processes that needs to be that a farmer or a grower needs to get it right. It has to be properly harvested. It has to be properly fermented. This fermentation process is very, very important because cocoa usually have a bitter taste. But after it is now fermented properly, we will now have what is known as that characteristic chocolate flavor so that uh, that uh, fermentation process is very uh, is very important it needs to be gotten right and of course it has to be dried properly it has to be dried properly if it's not dried properly we will have a cocoa pot that will start to get all moldy and we start to uh, get spoiled as a result of uh, moisture so it has to be properly dried Okay, now let's come to the part of growing of this of these cocoa beans. What are the process that needs to be done? Now, in order to sell a lot of cocoa beans of good quality, the farmer should do the, the following: choose the cocoa seeds carefully and grow the seedlings um, in the right way. 
sow the seed in the nursery first the, the cocoa seed should be sowed in the nursery first it should not be just um plant out there in the plantation just taking them out in the field and planting them that way that is not advisable so it's advisable that the cocoa seeds are first wed in a nursery before taking it out to the field okay and from the nursery it's very advisable that you choose a good site for the permanent site that is from where it's going to complete its growth as a cocoa tree so that site has to be very good and then the plantation should be looked after continuously the farmer should always have his eyes on the plantation to, to take care of the, the cocoa trees that he's growing there it's very important that he takes care of it properly then harvest the beans and prepare ferment and dry the beans properly now let us start with choosing the seed this is a very important stage of choosing the seeds seed selection quality seed selection is very important this is is like setting out to build a house when you set out to build a house one needs to get it right at the foundation level one needs to get it right at the foundation level okay choosing the right seed is like getting the foundation laying part of the house right so the farmer have the option of purchasing the this cocoa seeds from a research institute okay we have research institutes here in nigeria like the cocoa research institute of nigeria c-r-o-i-n queen cocoa research institute of nigeria is located in oyo state ibadan a southwestern state in nigeria so the farmer have the option of purchasing these seeds from um, c-r-o-i-n queen located in here in um, Nigeria is in Oyo state, a southwestern state. Or producing the seed from any reputable seed company close by that sells top quality seeds. When producing from the seed company, the farmer have or the grower have to ensure that the seed company is known for sale of top quality seeds because some people can sell a seed to you that is dormant or not not going or diseased now this is not um, right so it's very important that the farmer go to a seed company that is known to produce or to sell top quality seeds remember selection of good seed is very important it needs to be it needs the farmer needs to get it right at this stage when you purchase a diseased cocoa seed is highly scientifically possible for a diseased cocoa tree to be produced okay so the farmer has to take note of that however when the farmer does not have access to this institute or his or seed companies the farmer can look around for a healthy cocoa tree cacao um tree and get the seed from that pod of that particular healthy tree this is very important or we can have a scenario in which the farmer belongs to a particular cooperative society whose members are into farming of different farm produce okay maybe the farmer is in a corporate society okay they're looking for the farmer one of the members of the corporate society is into cocoa farming this has made it very very easy for the 
for the farmer. So all the farmer has to do is simply approach that member and 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 they can uh, look for ways for to get the seed to get a seed from uh, from the plantation of the farmer. Okay. So this is important. This shows the importance of the of the cooperative society. Okay. So farmers, uh, most farmers. I usually join the corporate society for the sake of these issues where you need farm input. Any input you may not have it, but a member of of your of the corporate society in which you are in can have it. So they parlay, they work hand in hand. Okay. okay so the the, um, the grower can also explore the option of getting an already growing cocoa seedlings. If the farmer doesn't want to buy the cocoa seed, he can buy the seedlings that have already passed through the nursery stage. So all the farmer has to do is just get the seedling and plant it direct to the uh, direct to the plantation. So this this uh, research institute also sells these um, growing cocoa seedlings that have already passed the that have already passed the nursery stage. Okay, so the Cocoa Research Institute of Nigeria also has a queen. Um, in in um in Ibadan, or your state also have this uh, cocoa ceiling. So it, they have made it very easy for farmers to um to just buy the ceilings and plant it direct. Okay, so they can bypass that moons. They can bypass that moons that we that um the the cocoa have to go through at the nursery stage. The six months or so stage can be easily bypassed by buying the seedlings from the research institute or any other um, um, agro-allied company that sells that. Okay. Okay. So um, it has to be emphasized that if you want to have fine cocoa trees which produce a lot of big pods, you just have to carefully choose the seeds you are going to sow. I've emphasized that again and again. Okay. Okay, so when we choose the biggest pods from the trees which bear a lot of food, the good quality of the tree and of the seed enters into the new plants. So it will also yield a plant that also um, produces many big pods. So this is a scientific phenomenon known as hereditary. A good tree produces a good seed. So the best seeds for sowing are usually taken from the middle of the pod. The middle of the pod is the best place to pick up the seeds okay so you sow the seeds immediately you remove them from the pod there's no need to store them immediately when you remove them from the pod you just sow them so a farmer that wants to sow in the nursery there are some steps that needs to be taken when sowing cocoa seeds in the nursery so let us delve modify uh, deeper into the procedures to employ when growing cocoa seed out in the nursery so what are the procedures what are the sops what are the standard operating uh, uh, procedures okay so i've mentioned fact that it's not recommended that the plant should be grown first in the plantation first you grow them in the nursery okay so why are you doing this so that the plant can get used um, because the plant can be pretty fragile okay so when you put them straight out um, in the plantation expose them to the harsh sun it may it may easily kill them 
okay and also when you plant them in the nursery you it gives you an opportunity for you to choose the best seedlings among the bunch that is being grown in the nursery it gives an opportunity so that you pick only the best one because of you may have some that are diseased or some that have died off so to give you time to study those ones that are in the nursery and pick only the good seedlings that you will not take out to go plant in the plantation okay so when it comes to nursery planting, you first um, you choose a small plot. So now we are describing the nursery now, how the nursery is supposed to look like. So you choose a small plot, quite flat, with um, light and rich loamy soil. Loamy soil is very important. Um, a very, um, a very a soil with good uh, nutrient content. Okay, and then the soil has to have a sufficient organic matter like manure. It will be a great um, it will be a great advantage advantage please it will help the farmer if the site if the nursery site is near a natural water source a natural water source like a river or a stream this will make watering to be very easier for the farmer okay so the soil in the nursery bags should be tilled well breaking up all the lump of earth so that so that the when the fragile the root starts to come out, it can easily penetrate through the soil. But when we have a soil that is all lumped up, it will it will be very difficult for the roots to to wiggle through. Okay, so it's very important that you seal the soil, you break it up, so it will make penetration easy for the fragile growing roots. So you make a beds of soil 120 centimeter wide with space between the beds for farmer to walk through. Then you sow the seed, one seed per, be- per bag, one seed per bag, the bag can be polythene bag or you can use a basket. You take note that you should do not push the seed when growing, when sowing the seed, do not push the seed into deeply into the soil, otherwise it will not have enough air and will not grow well. Okay, so you grow it close to the surface, close to the surface. So as I mentioned before, the cocoa seeds can be sown in basket and bags. Okay, this basket or bags can be about 30 centimeter high, 30 centimeter high, and 20 centimeter wide. Fill them with fine soil mixed with manure, fine loamy soil mixed with manure. Okay. The seedling should be taken care of and placed in a shade, protected from the sun. This is this is among the reasons why it's not advisable to plant them direct out in the plantation. They should be planted in a nursery whereby you protect them from the harshness of the sun. So in order to protect the seed bears or the baskets from the sun, you put a screen that is 180 a screen that is 180 cm high above each bed. Okay, so the screen can be covered with palm fronds. So all this thing is just basically to shield the the um, seedlings when they start growing from the harshness of the sun. So the young uh, the, the young seedlings when they start growing to that stage needs lots of water. Water them every day, twice daily, preferably every morning and evening. So every morning and evening is okay for you to do the watering of these seedlings. Okay. So ensure that weeds are removed because the weeds they can they can shook up these seedlings. Remember they are still fragile and they can take nourishment. Meant they can take nourishment from the young fragile seedlings. Okay, so let's take all this into cognizance. Remove and kill any pests or insects seen around the seedlings. 
okay because this pest and insect can transfer diseases so you um this pest or insects okay they can they should be destroyed and taken out from the nursery and also ensure that then the disease plants should also be pulled out and taken away and burnt or something like that now six months is usually the time to grow these seedlings in the nursery six months after sowing when the seedlings have two leaves or so you take it's not time for you to take the young cocoa tree seedlings out of the nursery beds if one wait too long the seedlings will start to get older will not grow easily so you remove them so maybe six months you take them out of the nursery okay so when doing that, one should be careful not to break the fragile root. The root is a very important part. It's with the root that the what that the plant will drag in nutrients from the soil. So this part of the plant needs to be protected. Okay, so when the seedlings are lifted from the nursery beds, the roots may break. So to avoid the loss of this very important plant part, water the beds before lifting the seedlings. Okay. Now, take note that not all seedlings will survive. Some may die of some may be diseased. They dispose of all these ones. And take only the healthiest seedlings that. So, only the healthiest seedlings should be transplanted out to the permanent site of goods. That is the plantation. Okay. There are one other activity that the farmer can do before transplanting into the field is the spraying of the seedlings um, uh, with, uh, with pesticides. Okay. Okay, to guide against any infection by uh, any disease infection. So you can spray them with pesticides, okay, or any uh, chemicals that can be used to protect the seedling against pests and diseases. Okay, so uh, cocoa seedlings can be transplanted from the nose to the field as from April during the rainy season. So the, it should be planted, uh, transplanted during the time that the rainy season is about to start. It usually starts from March, April, from this part of Nigeria, from the um, southern part of Nigeria also, okay, and also the northern part. From that March, April is when you do the transplanting during at the onset of the waning season, okay? So the seedlings are carefully removed from the polythene bag with the ball of eggs around the root intact so the ball of egg is acting as a protective shield the ball of air the ball of soil around the root is acting as a protective shield around the roots that are fragile and then is now placed in that with the ball of egg still encased around the root and now planted in the hole in the plantation or in the field where the cocoa tree the cocoa will be completing its growth as a tree so the hole in the plantation should be about uh, 45 centimeter deep or so okay so the so the hole is now after that the hole is now covered gently and firmly around the sydney so the cocoa plant have been planted out in the field after spending six months in the nursery okay so with the, with the application of organic or organic fertilizer continuous watering morning and evening within the cocoa the, the cocoa should mature to a tree after three to five years yes it really take that long and, and in the cocoa tree matures three to five years so when is ripe it's very important that the cocoa should be the cocoa pot should be ripe before harvesting 
So the, the farmer harvests the ripe cocoa pod by carefully cutting off each of the pod using a sharp cutlass, harvesting knife or sickle. So this should be done very, very carefully. Okay, so after two to three days after harvesting, after two to three days after, after harvesting, each of the pod can be broken open using a blunt cutlass to remove or to bring out the cocoa beans. The cocoa beans. So you take the beans from the pods. So when you break the pod, after two to three days after harvesting, no need to wait longer than that. After two to three days after harvesting, the pods are now broken open using a blunt cutlass. So you take the beans and place them in the basket. Then carry them to a place where they are going to be fermented. Place the cocoa beans have to be fermented. Okay, so they can be fermented making use of two methods. They can be they can be fermented making use of two methods. So what are these methods when going in? So there's an option of choosing a flat dry spot. You choose a flat dry spot. You cover the spot with banana leaves. Then make a heap. Then pour the cocoa beans on that spot that is covered with with banana leaves. So after pouring the heaps, um, the heaps you make a heap with the cocoa beans on that spot, and then you cover them. You cover the cocoa beans with um, banana leaves. Ensure that wind does not touch them. So the beans will ferment well if the heap is stirred from time to time. Okay, it can be six to ten days. Uh, you do that. So the beans will ferment well if the heap is stirred from from what from time to time. On the other hand, there's another method of fermenting, making use of boxes that have holes in the bottom. So we, you can make use of boxes. So these boxes are placed on the support, say a stone, to ensure that it's not touching the ground. Okay, then the beans are now poured into each of the boxes. The boxes can be many, can be five, six, depending on the quantity of the what of the cocoa beans that has been harvested. So you pour the cocoa beans inside the box with the juice running off from the bottom of the box through the hose. Okay, so after two days, you take the beans out of the balls and stir them well and then put them in another box so this is what we'll be doing so it's like you'll be rotating the beans in different boxes after after every two days after every two days you pour in another box ensuring that you are stirring it well after two days you pour in another box ensuring that you are stirring it well one thing you should ensure is that ensure that the beans are not left in a particular box for more than two days after two every two days you put in another box after another two days you put in another box and why stirring them? Ensure that they should not stay in a particular box for more than two days is not advisable. Okay, so the ferment the, the, the fermentation process usually takes like six to ten days. Six days to ten days should be enough for it for the fermentation. With the beans turning from purple to reddish brown. So we are getting to the chocolate parts from purple to reddish brown and developing that characteristic chocolate flavor. Theobomine. Theobomine is one of the active properties that are um, active properties that are gotten from the fermentation process and gives the cocoa its stimulating property. The theobomine. Okay, so after fermentation, after fermentation, the uh, the farmer dries the seed. Drying is also very important. So the farmer dries the seeds, making use of a dryer. Make use of a dryer, okay, a machine called a dryer, or just dry them out in the sun for five to ten days, ensuring that wind do not um, fall on them. 
so the farmer can just um, keep them close to a shelter when it's about to rain it brings in bring in the beans because it will not go away to not help for the cocoa to be wet at any time it has to be well dried remember a good um, a cocoa plant has to be um, well harvested well dried and well fermented so this person needs to be gotten white so when the cocoa has been well dried the beans are now when the cocoa beans has been well dried the beans are now sorted out all broken beans the moldy beans flat beans germinated beans are removed leaving only the good beans only the good beans okay so the good beans the good cocoa beans can be stored in a sack or processed further to make those stimulating to make those steamy stimulating um, chocolate drinks now let's say some things about how are the fermented and dried cocoa beans processed to chocolate so let's quickly say something about on that so how is it processed to chocolate now the seeds of the of the cacao tree or the cocoa tree usually have this natural bitter taste however after the process of fermentation the beans now have that chocolate taste chocolate flavor okay so where one wants to process them to chocolate after the fermentation process and the drying process the next step will be roasting roasting the cocoa beans okay so the cocoa beans are now roasted so after that the shell the shell of each of the cocoa beans is now removed to produce the cocoa nibs the cocoa nibs that are all grounded they are all grounded to what is known as cocoa mass cocoa mass which is the unadulterated chocolate uh, chocolate in its rough form so from the after roasting the cocoa nibs from the cocoa nibs is now grounded to form that cocoa mass okay so that cocoa mass is the unadulterated chocolate in its rough form the cocoa mass is then liquefied by heating the cocoa mass is then liquefied by heating to form a liquid known as chocolate liquor chocolate liquor so this same chocolate liquor may also be cooled and processed into two components which is the cocoa solids and the cocoa butter i think i mentioned it at the start of this episode that the seeds usually contains butter so when this chocolate liquor can be cooled and processed into either the chocolate solids and the co- and the what and the cocoa butter much of the chocolate consumed today in the world much of the chocolate consumed today is in the form of sweet chocolate which is a combination of cocoa solids cocoa butter or added vegetable oils and sugar then we also have other forms of chocolate we have the milk chocolate the milk chocolate contains milk powder or condensed milk we have the white chocolate the white chocolate contains cocoa butter sugar and milk but no cocoa so- um, solids that is for the white chocolate okay so we have so many uh, flavor of chocolates out there depending on the company that is manufacturing them okay so what much okay let me just add this let us discuss the health benefits of cocoa and its products that include cocoa powder and chocolate what are the health benefits of cocoa? What are the health benefits of cocoa powder? What are the health benefits of chocolate? Now, the health uh, benefits include improved cognitive health. Okay, so when we take chocolate, it improves one's attention, working memory, and general cognition. Stronger immune system. Cocoa powder contains iron, zinc, and selenium. These minerals help one's body to function and gives one immune system a boost. Let's take that into cognizance. 
better muscle and nerve function better mo better muscle and nerve function magnesium is important for regulating muscle contraction and helping with nerve function now this magnesium is found in cocoa so this mineral also helps protect nerve cells and reduce the risk of neurological disorder okay lower risk of heart disease okay so there's lower risk of heart disease when we take cocoa and any of its products including chocolate so we have the flavonoids the flavonoids a type of flavonoid can be found in dark chocolate flavonoids can be found in dark chocolate, uh, chocolate and it helps to protect one from heart disease by lowering blood pressure improving blood flow preventing cell damage cocoa powder also contains polyphenols, antioxidants that help to improve cholesterol and blood sugar levels and reduce the risk of what heart diseases. There's also the, it also reduces inflammation. Cocoa powder is also rich in tubumin and also the chocolate. The chocolate is also rich in tubumin as I've mentioned before. And this tubumin helps to reduce inflammation and protect one disease, one from diseases such as heart disease, cancer and diabetes. So all they say are the health, uh, the health benefits of cocoa okay so when you take that nutritious chocolate flavor just know that you are taking a very a very healthy drink you are taking a very healthy drink so that is that with this um episode we have um um so that's the information i'll be sharing with you on cocoa okay so if you have any information to share with us on cocoa please you can make use of the voice message or send an email to scientools at gmail.com your email will be read out and your name can put your name your location your country from which you are sending your message from about cocoa when you have anything about cocoa please send it sign to at gmail.com is right there on our on our podcast um, page sign to s-c-i-e-n-t-h-u-s at gmail.com if you have any content on cocoa to share with us are you a cocoa farmer are you uh, into making of chocolate are you me to making of chocolate do you have any information to share with us about chocolate or about cocoa please um, contact us so thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode on the biotechnet podcast i look forward to sharing more educating content with you i am jude ibemere i remain your host signing out Thank you.